Welcome. It is the first Sunday in October, and we are grateful to have the opportunity to talk about vision. Wow. It is a, well, a little weird, to be honest with you. 2020 has been one of those years that we can't wait to get through. Honestly, I think if I stood up today and said, hey, the vision is to get through 2020, that most of you would stand and applaud. Part of me just wants to put up a Christmas tree, call it Christmas, and call it a year. It has been one of those years. And so now we're having to do everything a little different. The online congregations, the, uh, the Zoom meetings, all of that. And I know it's driving you crazy and it's driving me crazy, but we're still having to deal with the realities of the pandemic. More than anything, we want to keep you safe and we want to keep our church on mission. Wow. With everything that's changed, the one thing that hasn't changed is our mission. Now, one of the great things about growing up in the South is you have appropriate phrases for just about every situation. You know, if you lose something, then it's a lost ball in high cotton. If you're going somewhere, it's you're fixing to get ready. And right now, in one of those times where everything around you is changing so fast, but you have to hold on to what matters, the phrase hunker down. Hunker down. It means to dig in, hold your ground, take whatever life is throwing at you. Maybe you don't win, just don't lose. Hunker down. Hang in there until you can find another day. Some days, the biggest victory is that you just don't leave the field. 2020 has been one of those years. Maybe we didn't accomplish as much as we wanted to, but maybe we didn't lose as much ground as we feared. That was kind of the way it was in the early church. The early church would have these explosions of growth, and then they would withdraw to small groups. They would have another explosion of growth, and then they would uh, come back again to another small group. That's what we find at the end of Acts chapter 5. This isn't the only time in Acts that we hear this phrase or one similar to it. Chapter 5, verse 42. Every day, every day in the temple, in various homes, they continue the teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Every day in the temple, public worship, and in various homes, private study, small group study, they continue teaching and proclaiming that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. This is God's word for God's people. Hear it, believe it, and live. Let's pray together. In a year when we have heard all the things that we cannot do, help us focus on what we can do. And help us be obedient to those moments, big or small, that you open for us to follow you into your future. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Book of Acts is full of action. It is hard to keep up with it. It is moving so fast. I mean, the book goes from a small upper room in Jerusalem and to the city of Rome and how the gospel spreads throughout the Roman Empire through the preaching of Paul and others. City from city, 
house to house, person to person. The gospel spreads like a wildfire across the known world. It's one of the phenomenas of history, how this unknown religion started by a carpenter from Nazareth took over the Roman Empire in about 300 years. It is an amazing thing to contemplate. How did it happen? Well, we have some of the stories. Now, mind you, we don't have all the stories. All the gospel writers tell us that there was so much going on and so much was going on so quickly that they literally didn't have time to write it down. I mean, John ends his gospel by telling us if the sky was a scroll and the ocean were ink, I still wouldn't have time or space to write all that Jesus said and did the same way in the local church. Things are happening so fast. People are being saved, converted, coming to Christ by the thousands. And so we have little glimpses of stories, little hints about how things were done. So we have Pentecost. People respond by the thousands. And then we have the house church. We have another great explosion. 5,000 come. And then we have the house church. 2020 is one of those years where the only thing we heard was what we cannot do. We cannot meet in groups of over 10 or over 25 or over 50, and we were never sure of the number. Uh, We can't go out unless we're wearing a mask. You don't have to wear a mask unless you're in this situation. Stay six feet apart unless you're wearing a mask, then you'll be closer. We got so confused about all the things that we couldn't do that a lot of us stopped doing anything at all. I know, there's a lot we can't do. We can't gather in our worship the way that we want to. Our choirs can't lead us the way that we love them to. Our musicians cannot play and lead us every Sunday the way we have grown used to worshiping. And we miss that. Every week I hear from you, when are we going to have the choir back? When are we going to have the orchestra back? As fast as we can, I promise you. But instead of focusing on what we can't do, maybe 2021 is one of those years where we simply focus on what we can do. Now, the first thing is relax. We've been here before. Over and over and over again, the world has said to the church, you can't do this. You can't go here. You can't say that. And so the church, if it was cut off from this avenue, would find another way to go. It would find another way to express its worship. It would find another way to do its ministry. It would find another way to make disciples. And we have record of how they did it. How did they do it? Small groups. Jerusalem is overrun by the Babylonian army. The Babylonians had a thing where they would take the best and the brightest back to Babylon. They would train them to be servants of the Babylonian community, the Babylonian government, and then they would send them out throughout the Babylonian empire. Daniel and his friends and countless others were part of those who were taken back to Babylon. We have songs of lament about being cut off from Jerusalem and how do we worship if we can't go to temple? How can we sing the songs of Zion in a strange land. You know how they did it? They did it in small groups. They started forming groups of 10 men who would meet to discuss the Talmud. 
had to be at least 10, and they would discuss the Talmud. And this small group, was, which was the beginning of the synagogue, saved the Jewish faith. John Wesley, fearing that the church had drifted away from a basic understanding of relationship with Jesus Christ, started the home meeting. That is, brothers and sisters meeting in a home who would talk about the things of the faith. You see, there were circuit riders in the day of John Wesley. You would not have a pastor every Sunday. He would ride around between three or four, sometimes more, churches and preach every Sunday. You may not have preaching on that Sunday. What you would have would be the home groups. And the home groups would ask each other questions. What sins are you dealing with? What is the Lord teaching you? What are you growing in? What gifts do you need to grow in? How have you, how have you served the Lord this, this week? And how do we need to serve you? On and on the list goes. But it was at house church where disciples were formed. The church in China, I've told you before, we thought we had lost the church in China. When the bamboo curtain fell and we could no longer get missionaries into China, we thought Christianity was over. When we got back into China, not only did we find out that Christianity wasn't over, but Christianity had indeed thrived in the toughest of circumstances. How? Home groups. Small groups meeting in homes. Do you know the pastors, if they got a Bible, would tear the Bible up and tear the pages out? And give one gospel to one pastor, one book to another pastor. So if these pastors were arrested, they wouldn't lose the whole Bible. And yet, the Chinese church thrives. Small groups. It's where it happens. The other thing that happens is that the church is on mission. Sixth chapter of the book of Acts, we find the church ministering to the widows and orphans. Throughout the church story, the the beginning of the church, there are stories of healing, restoration, demons being cast out, all because of the work of the early church. So there are two things really, really prominent that really stand out. And in 2021, here are the two things you're going to hear about. Everybody is in a group. Everybody is on mission. Everybody is in a group. Everybody is on mission. You're in a group for one of two reasons. One, you don't know everything there is to know about Jesus Christ. And because of that, you need to learn. You need somebody who is ahead of you teaching you what they've learned, what they've seen, what they understand. You cannot hold the ocean in a thimble. You're always learning. Second reason You need to teach someone else. You don't have to be the smartest person in your group. You just have to be one or two steps ahead of the person you're trying to help. That's it. Everybody's on the journey. Everybody is somewhere. 
You're being helped, encouraged, being mentored by someone. You are helping and encouraging and mentoring someone else. Everybody is in a group. It can be a Sunday school class. It can be a home group. It can be a group that meets together to work on widows' homes. I don't care how you get together, but there has to be a small group where you're looking at each other and asking, what are you learning from Jesus this week? What are you struggling with? Have you lied to me? How can we be a help to you? Small enough so if you're not there, you're missed. Small enough that you have a free fire zone where you can talk about what's really going on in your life and you can have brothers and sisters come around you. You have to be in a small group. Christianity is too hard to do by yourself. Life is too hard to do by yourself. You have to have a band of brothers. You have to have a family of sisters. You have to have brothers and sisters around you, family, or you won't make it. Everybody in a group. And if you're not in a group, then get with your church leadership and find a group today. Everybody's on mission. Everybody is called to do something. Now, if you are a member of the family, you have chores. If you're a guest, we don't ask you to do anything. But you know, if you are a member of the family, you have a responsibility. That may be anything from teaching in the preschool, teaching in the children's area, leading a student Bible study. It may mean translating the Bible to a different language, working with the deaf congregation, working with a people group surrounding your church. There are all kinds of opportunities. But listen, I tell you this all the time. There are things you learn from Jesus only in obedience. It's only in the doing that you learn that Jesus is true, that his word is true, and you can believe it. We believe every member of Brentwood Baptist Church is uniquely gifted and uniquely called. We don't believe there's a one-size-fits-all. We believe that there's something about you that Jesus took particular delight in creating you and in giving to you so you could serve the kingdom and serve your local church. It is vital that you find that place to fulfill all that God has in store for you. Everybody is in a group. Everybody is on mission. Oh, let me add one more, every. Every day. Did you see it? That's how the scripture started. Every day they were gathering. Every day this is what they did. Every day they taught. Every day they proclaimed. Every day. Church is no longer limited to Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Like your life is 24-7. So you find a group that you can be part of. You get involved in that group. You find a mission that God has called you to. Everybody in a group. Everybody on a mission. Every day. Now, here's how you can get connected at your local congregation. Okay. I had to take that little break so that the video people could cut and the campus pastor could step up with the others. Now, it's just you and me. We're the parents now and we've sent the parent we've sent the kids to bed. So let's talk. Here is some hard truth. Okay? Our world is more complex, more complicated, 
faster than it's ever been. We are having to deal with things faster than we ever thought. Uh, the COVID pan pandemic, we're being told by business leaders and thought leaders that it is crushing society with eight years worth of change. Eight years worth of change. And we're doing it within about 18 to 24 months. Now you think about things that have changed and will not go back to normal. Um, some of you are working at home now. You won't ever go back to an office. Some of you are having international meetings through the computer, Zoom, Teams, those kind of things. You won't ever travel the way that you used to. Some of you are having your job restructured, reworked, and you thought you had one of those careers that was safe. In our world, nothing is safe. You know, if you go to St. Louis, you can see the place where the pioneers left St. Louis and headed west, and they always left in a wagon train. Wagon trains were slow, they were clumsy, there was always somebody breaking down, and you can imagine that there was always somebody saying, you know, we could go faster if we didn't have everybody else. We could go faster if it was just by ourselves. You know, we have a word for those pioneers that tried to cross the West by themselves. Dead. They didn't make it. You see, one of the earliest things about human beings is we found out we can't survive by ourselves. We have to be in a tribe. We have to be in a village. We have to be in a group. The Christian faith is the same way. You have to be in a group. If you think you can sustain your walk with Christ by reading the Bible by yourself, by humming worship songs in your car, you are sadly mistaken. You've got to be with a group where you can pour your life into someone else and they are pouring their lives into you. Where somebody has the freedom to say, are you aware that this is going on in your life? Or you seem to be troubled where somebody can say to you, I see this gift in your life and build you up and encourage you. You have to be in a group and you have to be on mission. You can't keep studying and never apply what you're learning. Never put to the test what you're learning. You remember in, in, in school there was chemistry and you had a chemistry lecture and you had a chemistry lab foreign language. You would go to the language lecture, and then you would go to the language lab. Same way. You go to your group, and you study. Then you go on mission where you apply. You have to do both for the truth to be as deep and as rich and as vital in your life as Jesus intended it to be. You were uniquely created. The strength of Brentwood Baptist Church isn't its staff. It's you. The laity, the lay members, everything significant at Brentwood Baptist Church has started through the leadership of the laity. The deaf church, the special needs building that we're getting ready to break ground on. On and on the list goes. Kairos, on and on the list goes. Didn't start because I had an idea or because Bill Wilson had an idea, but because you had a burden. That's the strength of our congregation. It always has been. It still is now. 
You need to be involved in a group where you can be with your brothers and sisters and you can say, pray with me, I'm burdened about this. And you need to be on mission where you can see God do something about the burden he's given you. No, maybe 2021 is not the year that we shoot the moon. Maybe it's the year that we hunker down. Everybody in a group, everybody on mission, every day. Let's pray together. Throughout history, you have taken your church back to the beginning place. Back to the point where you have said, now this is what matters. Everything else doesn't. This is where I want you to be. And I feel we're in such a moment now as you take us to this moment of everybody on the group, everybody in mission. We pray, Father, that as of this moment, you will find us focused on those things that matter and that matter to you eternally. We pray this in your name. Amen. Everybody in a group, everybody on mission. If you're not involved in a group, will you text connect to 623-623? We'll help you find a group as soon as we possibly can. We'll be in touch with you. If you think you have a particular mission or somewhere you'd like to get connected, somewhere you'd like to be involved, will you text connect to 623-623? We'll have our team get in touch with you as soon as they possibly can. If you want to know more about this relationship with Jesus Christ that changes everything in the world and everything in your life, we'd love to have a chance to talk with you. Text CONNECT to 623-623. We'll be in touch as fast as we can. Thank you for being with us. We hope that 2020 is a survivable year for you. We hope even in this, God is reminding you daily of his love for you. And we trust 2021 will be a year where we see God do some amazing things. Thanks for being with us.